put God has tentative on that back that it flows with milk and honey. In other words, that it is a very fertile land. And the Lord God also promised that that would be the case again. That there would go no want, no lack in the land. So I speak about that to you again in verse 28. The whole chapter is filled with that. Verse 11, it says, And the Lord God will grant you abundant prosperity, food of your food, the young of your livestock, and plenty of your cattle. And the land will yield large crops. That is what the Lord God promised. He promised that even that before they entered the land of Canaan. And when the Lord promises something, many can refuse that he will also keep his promise. He never disappoints them. He never goes from a crooked purpose. And this is one of the things that God said to do. He promised to go to the land first by means of Shem. He will also lead to Shechem. And that may not agree because of the geography, because of the promise to do something with the livestock and so forth and so forth, but in fact, he doesn't have to tell you that. And then they are no longer obedient to his promise. And I would argue that this is true of us as well. Promising something, the Lord says, that's what you want. He promises us hills, and as a result, then the promise of the Lord of God is simply to get things moving still. A politician will make all kinds of promises in order to get your vote. Well, brothers and sisters, that's not the way of the Lord our God. He does not make any promises. He does not make any promises. The goal of his speaking is to get men and things to come. How then did it happen that there was a famine in the land full of milk and honey? Well, that sounds like the step God also promised something else. He promised that it would lead to a hard decision. If they would not obey him and do what he says for all of them, then instead of that, he would give them curses. Deuteronomy 29, 3 tells that. And that's the reason that we can expect that the land will be filled with milk and honey. The Lord will not disappoint them. He promises to go. and Elimelech and Elamite are the two states among the nations of the Lord. Elimelech and Elamite and Ephraim are the one that knows the most anger from God. Yet he will not let them off. Well, there's another reason for that. Elimelech and Elamite have a special generation was given to Lot, the same was given by the Lord to Ephraim by Lot. That land would belong to them throughout the generations. They were not even allowed to get rid of it. That is their land. That is their family's land. That's where you stay. That's what the Lord God said to our example in Numbers 18, 18 through 20. And there's no inheritance in Israel that 
Thing they forget is that such things happen. Right? 
Ammonite or Moabite or any other descendant, they entered the assembly of the Lord to redeem accounts for every generation. For they did not come to eat with bread and water on the day when he came out of Egypt and he hired Abraham, the son of Beor, for Sarah.
Thank you. 